0: As far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a Cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 112, and I'm not quite sure when this episode's going out. This was the episode due out on uh, July the 1st, but I haven't had internet, so it's being recorded, but I have no clue uh, when the internet service is going to be coming back up. They haven't really given me a DTA, so uh, I apologize. I apologize. If, uh, if, uh, you don't see this episode for a little bit, but, uh, I've called, I've complained. I, I haven't went full Karen mode, but, uh, it's getting close. It's getting close. And probably, uh, by the time I have a stream next, we might have went full Karen mode, but if you can't notice it's done. If you're watching on the YouTube, the new stream room, the new studio, the new office, is done it's functional um there's still some issues with the lighting in the back it's not bright enough in different spots but you know um We'll work on that. We'll work on that. It's uh, I, I wasn't gonna go out and spend a whole bunch of money on on lights and stuff like that. So uh, I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, it's got uh, again, if you're watching on the YouTube, uh, you get to see it in full glory. But uh, if you're not, uh, you can listen to my voice and I'll kind of describe it. I've got my extra life kind of charity uh, side over here with a cool new picture that I uh, picked up from an artist at uh, See a Thieves Fest right there. With um, it's got uh, half of it. It's it's a face and half of it is the pirate Lord. The other half is flame heart. So that's a really cool picture. Uh, even though I've, I'm upset with the current state of the game, I do have all of my destiny ghosts on display, uh, some card, uh, cause I play, you know, TCG games. So I got some card cases that I've gotten over time. We've got a whole sea of thieves, uh, section with all my books and, and everything up there, more stuff to come on the, on the little wall behind me, but I think it's a good start. Uh, it's been, you know, months in the working from painting to, uh, to getting everything moved down here to getting, you know, the everything set up. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, uh, it's been an undertaking, I will say. Uh, but, uh, I think it's well worth it and, and I really like the way it looks. So, uh, yeah. And, and before we go any further, because of all of you, those out there who have subscribed on the YouTube, those leaving comments on the YouTube, those sharing, Um, the episodes either through the YouTube or the podcast, those, uh, those out there on the streaming platforms, um, you guys have made this possible, right? You, you guys and your love and support, uh, have made me want to put in the effort, the work and the money, uh, in order to, uh, kind of build my own little, uh, my own little office here. And unlike the other office, as you, uh, have probably heard me complain about, Uh, I have an air conditioned vent, like literally above my head. So we might not be doing sleeveless streams a whole lot. We might be having a hoodie on because though it is awesome because of all the technology and, and crap in this room, uh, that is coming right down on my dome piece and it's kind of cold. So, uh, but again, thank you, uh, everyone, uh, for your love and support, uh, with pirate talk radio, uh, specifically and my stream content, you guys are why I did all of this and, and I absolutely love it. So I even have a little space off camera here, uh, for, when I do work from home, um, stuff so I can have my, uh, my stuff over there for, uh, for working from home. So, uh, yeah, again, thank you very much. And specifically those who have thrown money my way on the Patreon, uh, you guys not only save my ass, uh, what was it uh, a week or so ago, uh, with my failed audio, uh, device, uh, that, that, actually captures the audio. I know I got some DMS from people saying, Hey, the audio kind of sucked. Uh yeah it was because it was through a webcam audio not 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 this Yeah so uh there you go But uh, thank you to the patrons, because without you, I wouldn't have been able to get all this stuff up and operational so quickly. So uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Skimelt666, Lane and Registella, for your continued support on the patron. Um, I really, really appreciate that. Um, You guys are amazing um, financially contributing to my content. I really, really appreciate that very, very much. You have no idea how much I appreciate that. And if anyone would like to check out the patron uh, and check out the perks and such like that, that. You can go over to Patreon.com/slash/DavramTV, um, and you can check out all the tiers uh, that we have there. Um, also, streaming, um, streaming. I know several people tuned in on this Twitch. Uh, you know, with some of the, I came over from the Mixer platform as I've talked about on stream many, many times. Um, Twitch is. I've tried to make Twitch feel like my home. It's never really felt like my home, um, and and it's just. Some of the decisions they're making, um, I, I get it. They're a business; they have to make money. But some of the decisions they're making is really anti-creator. And here's the thing: without the creators, Twitch doesn't make any money. And I understand it's vice versa. Without the platform Twitch, the creators don't make money. Unfortunately, there's other platforms out there that the creators can go to, uh, and some most of the other platforms treat the creators more uh, better as far as financial. They're some issues, you know, with kick and stuff like that, uh, with some issues. So, uh, just wanted to, to throw this out there. I don't know if we're going to be streaming on Twitch anymore. Um, just because again, uh, I, I saw this tweet from someone I really respect and, and someone that I met long ago in the magic community. And it was, I see everyone complaining about Twitch, but how many of you have left Twitch? How many of you have walked away? And, and that goes to, to, to something very deep in my heart, which is don't say something, do something. Uh, and I am a very tiny creator out there, but you know what? I can walk, right? So, um, if you didn't notice before Sea of thieves fest, I did have a couple streams on YouTube. Uh, they went pretty okay. I definitely have some settings to tweak. Um, also create an account over on kick. I'm not a huge fan of the owner of kick. Um, but It definitely um, is a platform that could be up and coming, uh, but we will definitely be streaming on the Pirate Talk Radio YouTube channel. So if you haven't done so already, please go over there, hit the subscribe button, turn your notification bells on uh, because we will be streaming over on Pirate Talk Radio's YouTube channel several times a week. Um, we also might, uh, dual stream over to kick as well, but my main focus will be the pirate talk radio YouTube channel. Um, and again, I know that YouTube algorithm with the whole, you should stick with one genre, you should blah, blah, blah. You know what? I, it, I have broken the mold so many times on so many different things, and I'm not going to stop now. So uh, any content that I upload, the primary focus obviously will be the podcast. Uh, but Sea of Thieves content, um, streaming Diablo, streaming Pokemon, whatever I choose to do, I'm going to make sure it gets up there. And you can either watch the stream replays uh, uh, in, in the the playlist or watch it live or, or, or whatever. So. Just I, I just like to simplify things, right? If if someone likes and enjoys my content, maybe you only like it for Sea of Thieves, and that's absolutely fine. We will be streaming Sea of Thieves on there when I play. But maybe you, somehow, weirdly enough, you like my personality or the content and the entertainment that I provide. I wanna make sure that you've got a one stop shop. Yes, I have the Davram TV YouTube channel as well, but whatever. You know what? I would rather keep things focused and centralized so folks know where to go and check it out. So there you go. Um, uh, Festa legends. Let's talk about that. Um, so first off, um, there's a lot of people that I want to thank. Um, but I also want to take a moment and, and just say what an amazing job that, that dread pirate Doug did. Um, he does race of legends. Uh, he does so many great things for the community. Um, and he put on the first in a um, Sea of Thieves fest or Fest of Legends, as it's it's now referred to. And the thing is he did it all. He had a team there to help, but he did a lot of it on his own. And, and I hope Doug that you reach out to me uh, next year. And, and cause I, I will help you whatever way I can. I will help. Um, if you, if you need some muscle to, to drag stuff around, you need anything, audio, video, lighting, whatever. I am more than happy, uh, to help you out. Um, uh, but, what an incredible job that guy did, uh, organizing or organizing it over 200 pirates showing up. Some people have never even played sea of thieves before. They were literally there to bring their children. Um, and, and, you know, kids who couldn't drive, uh, children who had, uh, maybe a disability or children who, um, um, whatever the case may be, um, brought their kids you know they knew their kids loved sea of thieves they knew their kids loved the pirate game um but their parents had no idea what type of community was around sea of thieves and they brought their kids here to be able to see and participate in everything from the mini boat race where they had a mini race of legends where you build and paint your own sailboat included with your ticket put it in this giant like made wooden bathtub and used uh, portable battery powered fans to, to beat the other person, uh, cosplays. There were some fantastic cosplays there to see some of their favorite creators. Um, what, what is just a, a fantastic, amazing, uh, moment to see all those those kids and the adults of course right uh, all of us adults that were there nerding out like children um, the smiles like a, a lot of times there was a couple folks who were kind of disappointed that that I didn't come up and say hi to them and I, I get it I've done so many appearances for the charity and stuff like that I've done so many concerts and so many shows a lot of times when I go out and I'm not in a official capacity right I'm not on a panel I'm not on a on a signing table whatever Ever. I just like to sit back and chill right so there were so many people that came in and they saw crow tuck uh, and they saw the um, Carrio, and they saw Karatees, and they saw Alex and BBXH and Josh, and they saw all their fia- favorite creators. I apologize, creators, if I missed any of you, uh, but they saw their favorite creators, and their their eyes just lit up, like their eyes just lit up, and their smiles on their face, hugs, and pictures and autographs. It was just that's what I love to sit down and see and it was just a magical experience it was just a magical wonderful experience uh and i'm so glad that i got to go there and for those of you who maybe were interested in going and just didn't pull the trigger this year i hope the pictures on twitter um i'm not a good vlogger but i did take some video i did get some pictures i want to over the next couple weeks try to compile them edit them in a video which will go up on the pirate talk radio channel that you guys can check out my experience there and check out all the fun crazy shenanigans we got into um i got to play some sea of thieves while are there while i was there there was a there was a couple folks uh that wanted to play so i jumped on a computer and we got a nice galleon we got a couple sinks we had a couple sweaty fights they were pvp focused you know me i love a good battle so you know we were we were having a good time we were having an absolutely amazing time um great food great drinks great people um, we, we were going out after we were there to, to dinner and, uh, arcades locally in Columbus and just, just absolutely just having a great time. And I'm so glad that captain Logan of the Kill Hole podcast was able to make it in. Uh, I offered, uh, my guest bedroom, uh, for him so he could stay somewhere and save some money. Uh, and he got to meet so many of his amazing community members, uh, that, that were in the U S and I know unless you're watching, the YouTube, you probably can't see it, but I want to send a special shout out right here uh, is a handmade, um, wooden, it's like a, it's almost like a, um, a wooden raft and it has the sea of thieves, reapers, Mark, and an anchor. And it says, uh, of legends, 23 Kylia. Thank you very much for making this for me. Uh, it's got my name on the back. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, and I know um, there's a couple other gifts that that came through, but just meeting everyone, you guys signing my little guest book thing, uh, folks who who asked for pictures, uh, got autographed trading cards of of my pirate. You know, it was just an outstanding experience. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, there were some some technical glitches understandably so being the first one, um, it it, it can only go up from here. And the first, the the, the first go round was, I had a blast. It was an, absolute blast. I think they raised over $4,500 for uh, the Parkinson's foundation, which is incredible uh, through the, through the weekend. It was just, it was just amazing. And I can confirm there will be one next year. It will be in Columbus, Ohio. It will not be at the grant game arena uh, venue that it was this last time, uh, but it will be in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and Dr- Doug has already started working on it. So again, thank you very much. Anyone who came up and said, hello, um, um thank you thank you thank you it was a great time and i hope some of those new folks uh who hit that follow button who hit that subscribe button to the podcast um and the the, the, the hit the subscribe button on the youtube thank you you guys rock can't wait to see you uh on the sea of thieves or next year at uh at of at legends 2024 and to everyone out there going out to see a thieves fest, uh, which co- is coming up on like, well, this is recording. I don't know when it's coming out, but it's not the weekend that this is supposed to release July 1st, but the next weekend, uh, we have a safe trip, um, have a great time over there. I had a blast last year for all my European fans. Hopefully 2024, um, we'll be, uh, we'll be back at, uh, in London uh, and, then I will be over there to see you guys again, apologize. There was, there was actually some, some, uh, mis- misunderstanding, miscommunication on the whole thing. Uh, and unfortunately when we all realized it was kind of a miscommunication, misunderstanding, it was too late for me and too expensive for me to book travel over there. So, uh, hopefully next year, um, 2024, hopefully I can make it over there, meet you guys, get you guys some autographs, some pictures, uh, take me out for drinks. Cause I don't drink that much. Uh, and I'm not taking you all out for drinks because I see how many of you watch this show each and every week. I'll go brank- bankrupt. I won't make it back to the U.S., which probably not a bad thing right now. <clears throat> all right, let's get into some Sea of Thieves in-game stuff, right? So I want to start, and I want to just talk about for a minute my final thoughts on the mystery. Um, and it's taken me a long time. It has taken me a long, long time to actually put together my thoughts. I was actually talking to Captain Logan uh, when he was here for Sea of Thieves Fest, and we were both struggling very hard to to come up with the best way to talk about the 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 mystery number two. There were definitely some great things that came out of the mystery number two. Um, There were also some glaring weaknesses uh, that, again, they tried something different. Um, and I don't know how some of that stuff was successful. Um, I was able to again talk to people at at Fest of Legends and and had some great conversations um, um, with with a with a young pirate uh, who had some very strong opinions uh, about the mystery, and I appreciate that very much. We talked late into the night out in the parking lot after Fest of Legends closed with his dad, um, and we just we just talked about Sea of Thieves uh, and. He he took part in the outside of the game, part of the mystery for a bit, um, and then it was it just got too overwhelming. Um, he did take part in the first one, had fun with the first one, um, except for all the social media garbage. So the first time, first mystery, the issue was everything was locked behind social media statistics. Which I get it. This is a business. social media is one way to um, one way to determine um, the success of your campaign or the success of your update. I get that. But it was too much focused on the um, that stuff. So it got stale because those particular share numbers, retweet numbers, like numbers were not hitting home, right? So that was a struggle with the very first, um, the very first one, the in-game portion of the first one I thought was really nice when you could actually participate in it, right? with the lantern finding the lantern and the body and then exploring different places that normally you wouldn't go and then culminating in that amazing underwater even though I hate underwater moment between the pirate lord and the siren queen um, when he was getting revenge for his um, for his dead son DeMarco So I thought they did the in-game portion of the the first adventure really well the out of game Needed a lot of work. You can't tie that stuff. It just drags out and, and and has issues. Stop tying your social media statistics to something people are trying to progress forward for story and for lore and for activity, right? Save that for your, you know, check out this uh, picture of golden sands at sunset, right? Let that be the determining factor or your community day stuff, uh, to get the, the leveled up, um, emissary, the community day emissary, let that be your, um, test of your social media team to understand how well you are doing out there in the social media space. Don't tie it to in-game event style stuff. Um, again, unless it's community, right? Cause you're trying to get that sharing of people having a good time out of the seas, but but if you're trying to drive a story or a narrative forward, don't tie it to social media because it, literally people will just give up and, and get burnt out on it because they're so tired of how slow it is and how how long it's taking. So, just, yeah, 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 yeah. so move ahead to this next adventure. The out of game stuff was yet again, um, in my opinion, a failure. And here's why. They removed they removed the um, they removed the arena because not many people were were embarking into it right there wasn't enough people for them to constitute people spending um, the most val the company spending the most valuable resource they have people um, on maintaining and developing arena content. I would argue that they did the exact same thing. Now, I know they, they have like a third party out there. I know they have a media team. I know they've got um, people in place that are not necessarily taking developers away from the game um, to do this. But you're still spending money and you're still utilizing resources that could have been turned back into money. And then hired more developers to work on the critical pieces of your game, because if if you haven't been paying attention on social media, on Reddit um, in general, people are not happy with the state of Sea of Thieves right now. Now, I'm not saying that this is the worst state the Sea of Thieves has been in, but it's not in the greatest state right now. People are starved of content um because again season 9 was about fixing stuff and there's still a lot of f- stuff to be fixed in there that they didn't get to um or that has broken since then um so getting people involved in that and again they've got the other project of everwild going on right now i get it you you as a you as a studio are tapped out on resources so you shouldn't be utilizing critical dollars for third party companies and teams to work on this weird Pig cipher, pig pen cipher, whatever cipher, cipher it up my ass. I don't care. It was a waste of resources and a waste of money. Not many people engaged with it past maybe a couple hours in the beer beginning when they realized this is all sorts of hell. And even some of the more dedicated people gave up on it as it went to the midpoint and then got to the end point. People just gave up on it because it was too, it was too it was too mentally draining right when you're playing a video game the the point of playing a video game is to have fun and is to be a distraction from the world are real world some people puzzles and all that kind of stuff that's their jam but again inside the video game i don't like outside the video game stuff but unfortunately that's the world we live in i'll just have to just not do it and that's what i have been doing um but there's a lot of fans out there that want to be able to take part in everything Sea of Thieves. And I get it. I get it very much that Rare wants to... wants to... Get folks thinking wants to get folks to engage with their content in different ways, such as the pig pen ciphers, the Google Map stuff, all that crazy stuff that they did, the banana carving, all that stuff. They want people to engage with Sea of Thieves in a different way, a mindful way, in order to push this forward. But again, I think it was yet again a failure. And I think what they need to understand here, and they have the analytics, I do not have the analytics, because they're not gonna share me the analytics. But what I need want them to think here is look at your first mystery look at it tell me where it fell flat it was the outside of game stuff the inside of game stuff i think hit pretty good at least for the majority of players who knew it was going on that was another thing people didn't know it was going on mystery two again i had no idea it was going on Hmm, maybe that should be your social media campaign they had that cool trailer video which got people hyped but you got to you got to keep people engaged. Maybe that should be your social media campaign, trying to keep people interested in this. The out of game stuff yet again, catered differently this time, but to a very elite group of people with a very particular skill set. I sound like I'm talking about the the movie wanted right now. Very specific set of skills um but they 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 picked a very difficult thing for the average person to even take part in and if they did a very difficult thing for the average person to solve and they tied it really cool to a out of game reward that not everyone on the planet could get but the majority of people on the planet could get and it just I like the out of game reward. I like the skull, the, 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 reaper coins, um, the keys. I like that out of game reward, right? Because that's a, that's a race to world first type thing, right? Like world of Warcraft does, but sea of thieves is not as big as world of Warcraft. Um, and so obviously that's not going to get the type of online coverage as the race to world first would be in a world, uh, in, in world of Warcraft, but you have this cool incentive to drive people forward. Now, 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 here's where I think it falls flat, but a part of rare is always about the community. So it's a double-edged sword. It falls flat because of how challenging the ciphers were and how challenging the, the codes were and the out of game stuff was, but on the double-edged swords, discords were blowing up talking sea of thieves. And communities were engaging hardcore together in order to solve this. So on that side, that's a win for Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is a community game. And that piece was definitely a win for them. But for the majority of players, one, they probably didn't even know what was going on. And two, most of them would log in and probably see a banana carving or a pig pen cipher and be like, I'm out. This is way over my head. I do not have the time to think or interact with this. That would be my guess of what happened. Now move into the in-game stuff. So at Mystery 1 had great in-game stuff. Bad out-of-game stuff. Mystery 2, bad out-of-game stuff, but had some community stuff there, so that's okay. In-game. The voyages were god-awful. I've actually started recently listening to a podcast. I think it's called behind the bastards or something like that. And it's a, it's a it, look, if you're not a political person or you're not a historian, don't listen to it. But if you like, if you like politics um, and if you like um, history, definitely a cool podcast. But I just started listening to it and it just so happened that the very first episodes uh, that I listened to were about, AI-generated books, which are all over Amazon right now. They're garbage. Amazon really needs to take a look at how they allow books into the thing, especially children's books. But that's beside the point. That's a topic for another day. Not on this show, most likely. <laughs> um, but think listening to that and listening to some of the story prompts that those AI-generated books are doing versus the the voyage book that's inside the game. And I, I don't believe that sea of thieves is using AI generated text, but there was a lot of similarities between the garbage of AI generated books on Amazon and the garbage that was the voyage journals inside sea of thieves for mystery. Number two, they were hot garbage. Some of them didn't make very good sense. There was a lot of sailing. It felt like what they did is they went into chat GPT. They uploaded a, a map of the Sea of Thieves and said, I want you to give me a pirate voyage treasure map that hits five, 10, 15 locations on this map. And I want it to be difficult to solve and a lot of sailing. And I feel like chat GPT went bloop, 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 here's some pages of hot garbage. Um, and then someone at sea of Thieves said, yep, that's good. Oh, oh, let's change that word. Oh, yep. That looks fine. Oh, yep. Let's change that code a little bit. Yep. That looks fine. Yep. Boom. Send. I mean, the last voyage was like 50 God forsaken pages of sailing and bullshit. It was awful. It was awful. It really did feel like, to me, ChatGPT wrote that based on a few simple directions from the person who inputted it and someone uploading a map of the Sea of Thieves. That's what it felt like. That was the hot garbage that was the in-game voyages. They were long, they were tedious, and many of the clues were just ass. It was bad. And then... You get to the end of it and this whole mystery was about H and you don't even find out who H is. Now I will, I will throw credit where credit is due. Hogarth was H and it was called out, um, in my streams when it very began at the very beginning, it was called out. I had no idea who Hogarth was. I looked it up in the comics. hundred percent was on board that it was Hogarth. hundred percent. But if you do the mystery number two out of game and in game, you still have no fucking clue who Hogarth is. You don't know who H is. It's still just uh, H boom there. Who is it? You Mystery number two did nothing to engage you in story, did nothing to engage you in lore, told you nothing about H, except that he's like a really freaking makeshift bad Jim Carrey Riddler from Batman. It just took you through a mind numbing, painful time waste through pig pen ciphers and Google Maps into an in-game, time-sync, horrible voyage system with bad clues, and then left you with what? A golden gold hoarder skull as a memento? Please. Not worth my time. And then... Soon after the adventure wrapped up, which I believe it has been removed from the game now. So I apologize if anyone did not get through it, um, based on their tweets and everything, it did look like, um, they were removing it from the game. Most likely had to do with something about the out, out of game reward. So if you didn't get your gold order skull, that sucks. I apologize. Um, but mystery number one still in the game. I don't know why they decided this time mystery number two was a time limited thing of which we just got the last clue in the, like the last week or week and a half of it being live. So again, kind of shitty, but it is what it is. And it just was bad. And then they come out with it right after that, um, that, that last voyage, right after I believe the 22nd, when it shut down, they released one final page on Twitter that said that this was all, um, uh, Hogarth, right. Which is again, my community called that out way in the beginning. So you're welcome. Anyone who's listening to this. And I told you it was Hogarth because my community rocks. You guys rock. Awesome. Thank you. So we find out it's Hogarth, but we don't know anything about him. We don't know what he's going to do. We don't know what he has been doing. We know nothing still. It literally drove no part of the story, drove no lore. It was really just a giant waste of time for weeks with very little payout. So I really think, yet again, they need to go back to the drawing board and look at Mystery 1 and Mystery 2 and see where people enjoyed it. Mystery 1, the in-game stuff. Mystery 2, the prizes. And that's about all that I could call out that it was good. Mystery 1 had lore and story. Mystery 2 had prizes. That's about all it had. Mystery 1, crappy social media campaign. Mi- mystery 2, really shitty out-of-game pigpen cypers and bad in-game stuff. Here's the thing. They're both equally shitty. At least one had a story. And the other had prizes. So at least if there's anything we could glean from it, they get one thing right out of the larger picture. And the larger picture is just bad. And that's it. Unfortunately, that's, I wanted to like this one. And it took me a long time to think about this because I did like the gold hoarder skull. I did like the coin, the little mementos. I did like the out of game rewards, even though I knew I was not going to get them. I liked that. And I was trying to find something out of that mystery that I could talk positively about that was either in game or out of game aside from the rewards. And there was nothing there. Just like the first mystery, there was nothing I could talk about positive except the story and the lore and the in game stuff, which is half the battle which they did it okay even though i don't like the first mystery at least it had a driving plot and story in game for those players who stuck around and realized it was still going on for months So they need to go back to the drawing board and really rethink how they're doing these mysteries, because right now they're, they're not hitting on all cylinders. The car, if the car has, I don't even know anything about cars. So if I say something stupid here about cars, just know, I know nothing about cars. If this car has six cylinders, rare's hitting on one. And that thing is barely, thing is barely moving tires. I don't even know on one cylinder if a car could move, but. I feel like it'd just be at one sixth power. Probably not, but it's broken. Okay. It's just broken. Rare's entire thought process around these entire mysteries is completely just a bag of just insane ponies is what it is. It's just like they threw, they, it feels like they're going back to the days when they were trying to figure out a name for sea of thieves and they had everyone in the studio just chop up little bits of paper with their ideas in it. And they just threw it in a hat and they shook it up and they pulled it out and said, oh, social media campaign for likes. In. Oh, really cool final cutscene between Pirate Lord and Siren Queen. In. Use ChatGP to write an in-game three-part voyage that really is annoying for the players to do and waste their time. In. Have really cool out of game rewards, like a 24 karat gold hoarder skull in, you know, that's what I feel like they did like, and then they pull one out. It's like have an engaging mystery. That is all in game that players would love. Nah, now nah, nah, throw that one out. No, no one wants an engaging mystery that everyone knows about and it's all in game. And no, we just throw that one away. Let's get the annoying shit out of the hat first. And that's just how I feel like they've designed this. I know it's not because I've met these developers and I know they have more mindful thinking going into that, but look, I once baked cookies. Oh, great. Here we go. Davram's telling another story that he knows nothing about as far as like cars and stuff. I once baked cookies and the recipe of the cookie said to add baking, uh, powder. And it said to add baking soda. I, since it was a handwritten recipe thought that baking powder and baking soda was the same thing. Someone just wrote it down wrong. So I added double baking powder. The cookies were not edible. They were hard as a rock and they were garbage. Birds wouldn't even eat them. Birds wouldn't flies landed on them and flew away. Like I made, I made inedible. like I, it technically it had some sort of nutrition in it, but I basically made something that no human wants to eat, but also the parasites and shit don't want to eat either. So maybe, you know, if nuclear disaster happened, we could eat my crappy double baking powdered cookies, but it's like delicious chocolate chip cookies. Oh, let's screw up the recipe. And now we have garbage. It's like, I feel like Rare's heart is in the right place. If we want this really cool, fun, engaging, unique mystery, but then they add the wrong shit into it and they don't make it engaging. They don't make it exciting and they don't make it enjoyable. It's like their heart is in the right spot, but they don't know how to, they don't know how to turn that thought into product. They don't know how to take what's in their brain, what's in their heart, Mush it together to this beautiful thing and then be able to actually develop it and push it out to players. I know their heart's in the right but I know they're very smart and intelligent people. They're amazing people over there. I've met many of them. But they just can't execute it. They just struggle time and time again to execute it. And it really makes me sad. Really makes me sad. So that's my final thoughts on mystery. Number two. Um, I, I can't even rate mystery. Number one and mystery. Number two, they were equally bad, but they, they had bright spots in different places. So, I mean, it's like, I'm trying to compare two, two apple pies and one has rotten apples and the other one has completely uncooked dough. It's like, they're both shitty, like rotten apples or uncooked dough. They're both shitty. I, I can't compare them; they're equally bad, just bad in different ways. That's that's all I can say about that. Um, adventure is out, and in typical pirate talk radio fashion, we're not talking about it this week. <laughs> Why? Because there are people out there who haven't done it yet. So we will talk about the next adventure next week. I've stayed off of things, so I'm going to keep my headspace completely, uh, you know, neutral and clear. And only provide you my opinion based on my play experience. My plan is to upload my playthrough of the adventure onto the YouTube so you can see me play it live. Um, But we never talk about the adventure until it's near over. Um, And the reason I do that is just in case someone who listens to the show um hasn't done it yet or um or hasn't had the time or what whatever the case may be and doesn't want it spoiled. So next week we'll talk about the next adventure. And I hope it's really good because I miss the adventures. I'm bummed out it's not Briggsy, but I'm pumped to see what they do and what new storyline they open. All right, let's take a look here. We got a press release. We got a press release. Um on uh, ch- 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 This had to do with updates pushed um, On June June 28th uh, 2023 so a few days Ago at the time of this recording And The um, the, the title You can get this at sea com Slash news slash fair dash Play dash update that spring 2023 what I'll put it In the description so you don't have to worry about it Um, because it's a lot of dashes. I, yeah. And the title of this is sea of thieves, fair play update, spring 2023, an insight into our ongoing work to provide a safe and fair shared adventure. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to read this as it's actually really short. Normally, uh, normally I don't, uh, read these, um, but it's, it's, it's relatively short and I think what we'll do is I'll read it and break it down as I go. So here we go. It's been just over five years since Sea of Thieves set sail, and in that time, we've always stri- uh, we've always striven to maintain a safe, inclusive, and fair environment for our players. This includes consistently allocating resources to combat both cheating and toxic behavior. So the first bullet point they want to talk about is cheating and hacking. Now, mind you, cheating and hacking has occurred in Sea of Thieves for a very long time. Why we're seeing it in such force now is because they've added a competitive competitive PvP mode, right? They've added the hourglass. Anytime you take a game which is open to having hacking, cheating, and exploiting, and you add a competitive pvp mode you are going to increase the number of hackers cheaters and exploiters it's just how gaming works it sucks it's it's garbage that players do that but that's how gaming works anymore cheating and hacking In recent months, we've seen an increase in player reports around cheating, and we're wanting to take this opportunity to offer an honest and transparent view into our efforts in this space. Well, no shit. Like I just said, you introduce a competitive PVP mode and guess what? It's going to happen. It happened back in the arena too, just not as bad. To paraphrase, the Sea of Thieves Code of Conduct, Rare has a zero-tolerance approach to any form of in-game hacking or cheating, and any transgression can result in permanent enforcement action. Banning, basically. Permanent enforcement action, permanent bans. Your reports alone have resulted in a, uh, a termination of over seven Thousand accounts in the past 12 months, 7,000 accounts in 12 months. So if we do, um, if, 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 we do the, the quick maths here now, again, they're probably giving you just a number. Some of those accounts may have, um, have, have gotten back in, uh, because, uh, you can appeal. So that is roughly, uh, 583.3 repeating accounts banned per month in the past year with nearly 5,000 bans in the last six months of players confirmed to be cheating in game. So if we do again, uh, the quick maths again, so 5,000, uh, over six months, that's 833.3 repeating, uh, accounts being banned per month in the last six months. So they're taking action. Um, now again, I know there were a lot of people that, uh, claim to have been banned um, without cause. Look, there is an appeal process that anyone can go through, 100%. Um, but my guess would be, because they've got actual humans looking at this stuff, It prob- there was something that was probably bannable. Now, here is the concern that I have with this right? The concern that I have with this is we've seen this time and get time again in video games. And specifically we've seen the SNC of thieves where someone gets banned. They make a new account really easy to make an Xbox account and they go again, right? They just go again. So let's continue on and see if they address that further to this. Our security team has issued permanent bans to an additional 8,000 accounts in the past 12 months as a result of internal cheat detection and anti-tampering measures. So let's add those numbers together. 7,000 plus 8,000 is 15,000, right? I did that math, right? 15,000 divided by 12. So we're talking 1250 accounts banned per month. On average, in the past twelve months, either through player reporting or through the uh, through the internal cheat detection system and anti tampering uh, system that they have, it's a lot. So, if you think that 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 Rare isn't doing anything about it, um, you would be wrong. Now, there's still a rampant issue out there, and which is why I say, if you see Something that is suspicious. Now that is not, you got dumpstered by a better player. That is not. I don't like this person because they're wearing a tuck outfit. That's not, that's a double gunning piece of crap. Not that's not what a sword Lord. None of those things are bannable. So they shouldn't be reported. Okay. If you see someone who's immune to damage, right? Not talking hit reg now, right? We, there's a, there's a difference. If you hit this person multiple times and they're not eating, okay? Someone teleporting, someone dropping kegs on your head, (laughs) these are things that you should report. Inappropriate names and stuff like that. I know there is a in Xbox uh, reporting system now. I don't know how broad it is, uh, but there is an in-game reporting system. If not, go to the forums. If you have the ability to try to record what you see either through the Xbox, uh, um, app or on your PC, if you have OBS, or if you use the Xbox, uh, console or app thing on, on your computer, there's so many different things that basically come in computers now that with a quick click of a hotkey or a button, you can be recording, right? So do it and submit it as your evidence. Because the only way things are going to get cleaned up is if we continue to report things. And I know it should be on rare to detect stuff, but I hate to tell you folks, there is not a game out there in this entire world or history that actually has a cheat detection system that is 100% accurate all the time. It requires players to be watching and use their brain and use their eyes. Don't report everyone just because you don't like how they're playing. Only report people who you suspect is cheating and exploiting. It, it, it takes all of us as a giant pirate community in order to get this taken care of. In addition to enforcement actions, we are also working diligently behind the scenes to detect and block newly developed and evolving cheats. This includes, but is not limited to, the cheats slash hacks listed below. Let's see what they're talking about. A hack that allows players to move at an incredibly high rate of speed. Oh, sword lunge? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Often used to evade attacks, chase down ships, or transport items a hack that allows players to grab loot from a greater distance than attended the ability to grant items to a player's account without the prerequisites to do so. This also resulted in a termination of 4,500 accounts that were detected um, to be using this exploit. Just earn your shit. Jesus. I haven't got the shrouded ghost in how many years? Just earn your shit. A cheat that enabled the ability to bucket water from your own ship directly into the hull of another ship. Bucket water from your own ship directly into th- Wait. Isn't that Don't can't we like don't we sink skeleton? They must be talking about something else. Because that, to me, sounds like a game feature that we've used for a long time to sink skeleton ships and player ships where you're bailing water out of your ship. You walk up the stairs and you just throw it overboard, but it lands in the enemy player ship. That doesn't seem like a cheat to me, but maybe they're talking about something else. Blocking exploits used to earn gold uh, in uh, in an Er, sorry, let me read this again. Blocking exploits used to earn gold in an order uh, to earn in ordinary high scores within the Emissary Ledger. What? Did they just call Alliance Servers exploits? I think they just called Alliance Servers... Ex- blocking exploits used to earn gold in order to earn inordinarily... Uh, that's a weird word to use. High scores with... They've, they've just declared... Alliance servers is exploits. Not really. There's other things going on here, but it's kind of funny. Um, kind, kind, kind of funny because to be completely honest, there's a, there got him. Ha! That little gnat has been buzzing around my little camera here. Oh, caught you little bastard. Um, look, here's the thing. I, I don't know how they're going to deal with Alliance servers, but they do have the ability to re- raise a ridiculous amount of gold and really manipulate the emissary ledger system. Um, not how it's intended. Now do, are they, are they talking about Alliance servers here when they're saying blocking exploits? No, they are not there. There are definitely exploits out there that people are using to manipulate the emissary ledger system. hundred percent. Like, I think on this last, uh, ledger reset, I think on day one, I saw someone with over like a hundred million Reaper gold on like day one, or like, I I don't know. It was some asinine amount of money that like the, the, the servers literally just came up like 30 minutes prior. And I log in and someone had that much. No, there, there are exploits out there going on. And, and that's what they're referring to. Not Alliance servers, although it's kind of funny. So that's all the cheating and hacking that they've, they've, nuts. Now, it says not limited to. Now, there's a major issue out there with invulnerability. There's also a major issue out there. Um, with dropping kegs from the sky uh, onto ships. So there's a lot of things, but again, they said that includes, but not limited to. Now, one thing you'll note before we move on to toxic behavior is Rare did not specifically say how they were doing this. And that is very important. Now, you know me, I like transparency. However, in video games, there's one area of video games that I do not want transparency on. And that is telling players specifically how you are detecting automatically um any sort of exploit cheat or hack of their game that is a hundred percent something that you need to keep in pandora's box locked in a smaller chest in a bigger chest and a bigger chest with like four keys that you have to go do an, an annoying chat gpt voyage for and then you unlock them all and the answers are in there sorry, I'm, I'm done. I'm done talking about the mystery. It's fine. Um, but that is one thing that is very important that you do not share with the player base, because as soon as you start talking about programs, about things that you have on your servers, about systematic changes that you are putting in place in order to automatically detect and ban accounts for cheating and hacking. Guess what? As soon as you release that, the people who are making that code for cheats and hacks are now able to know what you're doing and work on an updated version. So keeping that information, though we want, though these numbers again could be completely made up. Um, you know how I've been in the past, uh, wanting rare to, to release statistics when it comes to cheating, um, and, and, and exploiting and hacking, I want them to keep as much information closed off as possible because that allows them to use systematic and automation in order to, um, make that stuff better and make the game better for all of us. So that is one thing that I'm okay with not having transparency. I'm glad they released this, uh, this post. Um, but the details, I am glad it's staying very confidential because we don't want that information out there because it's just going to make the people the assholes out there, the, the small dick energy out in the world that's creating these hacks and stuff in a pirate game, it's just going to make their small dick energy greater. Um, doesn't make it big dick energy. No way. Makes their dick smaller. But small dick energy uh, just makes them use that energy to come up with more hacks and more cheats and adjust their, their thing. So, all right, let's move on to the second one. Uh, toxic behavior. We have always been clear around what we expect from our community, just not your partners. Sorry. Did I say that out loud? We take reports of in-game toxicity incredibly seriously. Our moderation teams work tirelessly in this area to ensure that Sea of Thieves remains a welcoming and inclusive uh, uh, place, unless it deals with your big partners. That's, you know, just just saying. They can be as toxic as they want. No repercussions. (coughs) Sorry. Had a, sorry. Had a pace 22 in my throat. Oh God. I say that out loud. Shit. Damn. In the past 12 months, as a response to player reports, player reports, there's the key player reports. We have manually issued 8,500 suspensions to accounts that have demonstrated negative behaviors towards fellow players. In addition, there's another net in here. In addition uh, to general rules around bad behavior and non-discriminatory language, we have enabled more stringent action around the use of discriminatory language. For example, the use of hate speech will result in players receiving our harshest suspension and an immediate final warning. Now, this is one thing that I want to be very clear to everyone. Rare is a UK-based company. Rare is a UK-based company. There are different cultural norms, languages, and ways that people use words across this entire world. People in the United States say words that are weird and different than how the UK uses English and the same thing across the board. There are certain words that the UK folks use that is just common words that they use. However, over here in the United States, that could be hate speech or derogatory or something like that. So keep in mind that this is a very touchy thing. Just think about what you say before you say it. Or you may suffer a ban. And the same thing goes if you're out there and someone is being a toxic, small dick piece of shit, report them. Try to, try to capture as much as you can. Try to capture the video, the audio. Try to take screenshots if it's in the chat. Whatever you can do to report that, right? But just understand that there are some cultural differences in language that might play into account, but... There is a very clear line. The, the 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 line is not very gray when you look at what is toxic and hateful and what is not. Like someone could use a word. Let's let's say for example, someone in the UK uses the word faggot, right? That in the UK is a cigarette, cigarette butt or a, like bundle of sticks, right? Here in the United States, that is considered a hate term against the LGBTQ community, right? Right, so there's an example, but think of the context of how that person may be utilizing that word in the sentence. Is it really hateful towards you? Right, because rare is rare in Sea of Thieves is a global game, which means they have to play this. Well, it, it's offensive to you, but in this person's culture, it's it's not right, and the way they used it was not hateful, it was just normal conversation, whatever, right. Now they might get a warning or something like that, but just keep that in mind. Context does matter in these situations, but also if you feel offended, if you feel that someone is directing hate towards you, absolutely 100% get all the evidence you can and report that because we do not want toxic behavior out on the sea of thieves. We are also running regular sweeps of both pet names And ship names. Slave ships are still out there, by the way. Rare. You might want to uh, do a quick ship search for slave. Replace the A with a four. Since you like to do that in your mystery codes. Replace the E with a three. Since you like to do that in your mystery codes. Replace the S with a five. Like you did in the mystery. You might want to have a nice little algorithm that's searching for all the leet speak options of slave ship. You can think of other words, too, that I'm not going to say on here. So we have also run regular sweeps of both pet names and ship names that do not meet our community standards to issue enforcement actions to players. In order to streamline this process, we've recently added an in-game reporting feature. We talked about that in May, which allows players to report the gamer tag, ship name, or pet name of any player they come in contact with. These reports are then reviewed by our moderation team who can take necessary action. The items mentioned in this update are just a small selection of the actions and improvements of our security and moderation teams regularly make. Rest assured, we are always listening to your invaluable feedback and will continue to use this as a guide of our efforts to bring meaningful change. While stamping out cheating and toxicity remains a top priority with Rare, the overwhelming majority of the millions of players within our community help to maintain the safe, an inclusive environment of which we are so proud. And to this majority, we say, thank you. We will never stop striving to maintain the integrity of the game. You come or you care so passionately about see you on the seas, the sea of thieves security team. So I thought that was a really good up. Um, I think some of the things in here, um, I hope it's blanket across the board. Rare has had issues in the past um, where if you are a partner or something like that, you kind of get a slap on the wrist and said, don't do that again, and kind of moved along where you probably should have been banned if you were a normal player. So I, I hope this is across the board. Again, these these numbers that they've given are very round, understandably so. It's easy to round up um, unless you're me, and then I give you point three repeating because I like Perfection like me. Um, But look, at least it shows that they're trying something, right? And that's all we can expect and ask for at this point. We've got a lot of bugs still in the game. We've got a lot of issues still in the game. Rare is trying to figure a lot of this stuff out with a lot of content on, on their, their plate, right? There's a lot of things that are, that are on the timeline right now for this game. And if you're watching YouTube, if you're watching streamers play this game, Uh, one thing that you will constantly hear is, is this game is in a rough spot right now. It's not in the roughest spot it's been in five years, but it's in a rough spot. So this is time where rare needs to sit back, reevaluate their direction, figure out what they want to do and figure out how to take sea of thieves from where it is right now and bring it back up the hill to the positive place that we know it can be. Guys, thank you very much for your continued support, your love. As always, I very much, very much appreciate it. Remember to head over to to, to YouTube.com slash at Pirate Talk Radio. Um, or just search pirate Talker, you'll find it. That's where our live streams will be. Um, you can also check us out. Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Davram TV. Uh, follow me on all the socials Davram TV on all of the socials. Make sure you come by the game Legion discord, say hello, hang out, chat, all the notifications, of the podcast going live and such are there. So you can check that out and have a good time. But guys, thank you very much as always for listening. Make sure you share this with all your Sea of Thieves crew members and get the word out that Pirate Talk Radio is awesome. It's back as soon as the internet issue is taken care of. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.